You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. Yo, here we go again. Uh, Season finale. Oh, sugar snap. Bing is for doing, and we are doing. <laughs> We're doing another episode of RB Divas tonight. Season finale. Divas do us part. What do y'all think about the episode tonight? All Chaos comes to our forefront. Yeah. That'd be yeah. the best way to describe that. I- I think we got a CEO of chaos and drama. <laughs> like, CEO. I was floored at where where did all this drama come from? Like, I didn't get it. It was like it just kind of came out of nowhere where everybody was at each other's throats. I, but I think it was brewing the whole season, to be honest with you. Everybody's little nitpicking. Everybody's that, that Like how we said last uh, episode where I was like, you saw how... Latasha was getting into the whole Angie sectioning off people, vibing with everybody, getting the whole backstory, talking back and forth. I think all that kind of just was a big eruption of a volcano of grown women acting a fool. <laughs> grown women going wrong? Going wrong. It was, <laughs> it's like old school bad girls club or something. I, I go ahead, man. And what what's a little disturbing is I'm pretty sure well, – I. Faith, please come on the show. Uh, Faith Evans, please. I'm, I'm going to reach out to you again. Please come on to the show because we have a lot of questions. What is the original premise of the show? Is the premise of the show is to to show these ladies and them making a, a comeback and reinventing themselves and the music of R&B music? Or is it supposed to be older I- women getting turned up? I think what it is, man, like, they really kind of lost the premise of the show in the beginning of the show. Because every episode from, like, from the se- from season one, you kind of understand the premise of the show. is like we're developing the whole understanding of what R&B divas are and the significance of R&B divas and the music that they have made. But I think season two has really evolved to basically be a lot of drama amongst each and every single girl. But a lot of the drama is basically consistent and starts from CEO Nikki. You know what I mean? I call her Queen Drama for this whole entire season. And as you can see, it's on the season finale how everybody kind of, like, off a of Nikki vibe and what she has developed over the whole entire season, that everyone has a has a problem with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody have their differences now, and I think it all kind of evolved around Nikki. Like this whole mm-hmm. season, the drama has evolved around Nikki and her differences that she have with one each one of different girls. But her biggest difference that she have was with Selena, mm-hmm. and because of that difference, it has basically like evolved. It's almost like a cancer. Mm-hmm. She started with Selena, but everybody have their specific. Uh, a, a, a opinion and perception of what they have seen amongst each and every single person. And we waited to save Nikki the best for last last week, but we're going to save her for now. Let's go right into Nikki. All right, so Nikki, uh, the charity event, it kind of <laughs> left off last week where there was the planning for the charity. And so now we get to see Nikki in all of her glory. We get to see her. Glory. That's Look. not glory. You no. see her all, in all of her destruction, like all she of her was malfunction, crashing all and of burning. her laziness, unprofessionalism. I think it was so many categories of what are you really doing and your whole way of going about accomplishing things. I think she's somebody who, I mean, she may be a boss-like yeah. figure to herself, but at the same time, the way she handles her her business is, is horrible and horrendous. And I, I, I gave her a pass on the whole... Um, charity and and it's coming together and being new and having other real charities to help sponsor it i hope i think that's where her tie was to justifying everything i think uh it it, it, I gave her the pass, but when it came to how the whole event went down, how she was responding to the ladies, how she was going about uh, deciding to run away and catch these hissy fits and and, and don't come near me type mm-hmm. 
of of attitude while she's the main person, the reason why people are there, the person that's supposed to be in charge of it all, mm-hmm. which again shows her just like with her daughter in that business, mm-hmm. bad etiquette or bad uh, business savvy to where she's sitting up there doing everything herself when it's clearly a, something that there's a job for that. It's called event coordinator. And what's interesting is we we talked about this, Black and I talked about this off camera, is that when you look at the basketball wives, the the who the the basketball wives, the the preachers, all the different wives, yeah, and all the uh, reality shows that they have, they do charity events all the time. Mm-hmm. They do charity events all the time. Club events, and whatever. Club events. They're really nice upscale events. They may fight and pull hair at the event, but the actual visualization of the event is uh, is is way more professional. And this, and you see this this situation with women with money. Mm-hmm. Doing the most garbage of product, and I'm like, that's just sad. I think, how do you, how do you have anything or have any, any tenure in this business with living like that? That's probably why it's taken us this show to remember that you were around. I, I think the biggest issue is you got to first start off at the beginning of the episode when Nikki, Kiki, and Monifa decides to meet with Michael. I mean, and Michael, and how like it was just. With Kiki want an understanding as of what was really going on with the charity event because of what Angie said. But Nikki comes in like guns of blame in her defense. And I'm just like, hey, it's just a conversation with your friends. And she comes in just like bad mouth mouthing Angie and Angie's not there to defend her. And I think that's just a sense of basically like guilt and unprofessional in yourself because why would you talk about somebody in that? I, she was like time tens and like disrespect towards Angie throughout that whole scene when she was talking to Kiki. Kiki and Moniva. I say this. That was the probably the smartest move she did within that whole show. That's a tactic. That's how when you're caught up against it, everybody knows you done messed up and you've been lying and you've been cheating. The best thing to do when your girlfriend comes to Find you Find somebody to get on your you, side. No, nah, just blow up. Blow up. Talk <laughs> about the issues so they don't have to address it. Hit them, hit them so they feel like everything's been talked about. But, yeah, I haven't said a word about how I feel or we haven't really gone. But, but everything's been addressed. She made sure that she was the first word, the loudest word, the one that touched every topic. So everybody was like, oh, this, she took a salute so much. And then she said, so will you do it? Exactly. The so whole, like, oh, the whole, shit, the whole thing was is that, like, nobody had anything to say. It was just like, oh. Nikki, again, CEO, being dominant, basically, like, really kind of putting her personality on everybody. And because Kiki, like, she's a real, real sweet person, and she just kind of took to the level of, I'm just going to do it because she's my friend. Be- regardless regardless of what the situation is, I'm going to do it because she's my friend. But when she came in there, like, guns are blazing, like, talking down on everybody in the whole situation, they were just like... They felt like a little shelter puppy, and they just like okay. And she asked, like, "Are y'all gonna do the show?" And it's like, "What was also?" Yeah, didn't even answer. They just yeah. got there. <laughs> no, no, no. Kiki was like, Monique was just like, yeah. like okay. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna jump on uh, Team Nikki for a second because when she was doing all the explaining, she had, she had her story together. She practiced that on her way over. It was kind of together. She kind of had to, a, a point to. Combat her. But you got to look at, like, when you're in the wrong, you have to be that person. Like, you know what? This is my story. This is what I'm going to say. Even if it's a lie, 110% all the way, you're going to stick with that story. And you're going to make it so believable that people just feel like, you know what? I'm on, I'm on Team Nikki right now. But I think Nikki still, again, she's wrong for all her actions as of what has taken place throughout the whole season, too. But yeah, it's all good. You can still yeah. give it a pass. The event was horrible. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it was atrocious. Well, like, b- before we get into event, what was also interesting is when, when uh, Nikki was having a conversation with uh, Monifa, Kiki, and Michael, you know, she said that she just, uh, they the girls basically called her over to the house because they wanted clarity because Angie had, had, had mentioned some things, which we'll get into in a point. But, you know, I thought it was interesting how Nikki, you know, said, I just wanted to um, how she wanted to have she wanted to do this charity event. She wanted to really help out this woman while relaunching her uh, her music again. But I thought that was her admitting to the double motive. Yeah, that was the point of what Angie, Angie was, was saying. saying. There's yeah. a double motive. This isn't strictly what you're saying. And then she took that. And because she felt so, you know, caught with her pants down. Yeah. She does the whole explosive thing. That makes it wash the ability to really 
contract or combat what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes this uh, dominated character. I'm sure that's how she works with. But this uh, is the flaw of the whole thing that. with Nikki is that when Angie went to her, she's like, "Hey, I try to Google your organization, a charity event. It's not established." But by the time she goes to see Nikki, and I mean is to see Kiki and Monifa, she's like, "Oh yeah, if you Google it now, it's up now. It was in a working process." No, this is how you do events. If you say this is a charity event that I'm sponsoring, and this is what I have to do, that charity event is already established before you even set forth to be. I'm doing an event for a charity event because overall what you have is just word of mouth you just have a a, a, a fictitious image in the air saying, hey, this is my charity event. Before they established R&B Divas, before they even put it out to promote it, they had it already established. They had already shot it. They had everybody signed to the R&B Divas saying this is who's going to be part of it. But with Nikki, she had no intentions of having anything in paper, in writing, before she even put the even thought about doing this event. But because Angie questioned her, she felt like, now I had to make it a real legitimate thing right now. And that's when she goes to Kiki now, and they feel like, oh, well, it's a legitimate now, so now I'm going to be on Nikki's side. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Angie was wrong for what she did. No, Angie, I don't think Angie was wrong at all. And, well, let's let's just go forward before we get into the event. Let's I guess let's just discuss the whole Angie thing because um, at Selena's listening party, which we'll talk about later, uh, after the party was over, they all had their little powwow and they were sitting down. And Angie said that she was feeling a little down because she just had a conversation with um, with Nikki. And so then Kiki said, you know, I called Nikki to see if she's here. And Angie was like, well, did she did she tell you? And she's like, yeah. And Angie says there's two sides to the story. Yes. And then and then so Angie goes in to say now what I thought Angie said was I thought was really uh, I thought it was a valid point because she said that she had been hearing uh, uh, rumors about a reunion tour and that there was she felt that that was like a lure tactic and there was supposed to be scouting agents. Yes. And Nikki denied the fact that that happened. But then when you went back, showed the clip last week, boom, she was a brownstone. And she did say that there was going to that 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 there were agents there. Uh, so she's already caught into the lie. I just think that if Angie would have at the at the Kiki's birthday, I think if Angie would have just brought that to the attention, but she maybe didn't want to go there. I think it could have potentially knocked this whole thing out. I don't think. Well, it actually, no, it wouldn't. You know, it, 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 it wouldn't have because again, like at the whole Kiki thing, which we'll get into later. Angie, it was like she was backed up against the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like the whole thing with Nikki is that the whole charity event. You know, everything she's done is it's it, it starting to crumble down. And like you know, like Alfred said, is like, hey, the. They want to reunite Brownstone. That's and, it. In order to reunite Brownstone, she needs all the divas to support and help. Even though Nikki keeps saying, I don't need Angie, I don't need Angie. But you look at where's Angie at and where you're at. Where's Brownstone? Y'all haven't did a, a show or a concert in 17 years. And it shows at the charity event. They sound horrible. Who would ever want to basically want to think about seeing another show with Brownstone if they sound they continue to sound like that? I won't. I like literally. I stopped watching it because mm-hmm. I just felt like I can't listen to this. Kiki, by the it. way, <laughs> I, she, Kiki is amazing. Her and her twin brother, they sound fabulous at the charity event. You know, and, and again, another issue. Like Alfred said, Kiki has a simple question. Hey, what's up with the mic? Nikki goes ham on her. I don't have time for this. What you mean? What's up with the mic? Okay, you you got to have quality sound system. You have aren't you have diva people who've been in the industry who's been successful. You got like underground sound system that makes it muffled. It's not legit to where that people can really understand the quality and understand the music and the level of talent that she has performed at her charity event. As I explained it earlier, black is a dancer. And um, and just a short little quick plug, um, he'll be featuring a new Fantasia video that comes out soon. And speaking of Fantasia and music, let me talk about iTunes really quick. All right, so you guys, make sure that you guys go to out iTunes. You can download, rate, leave comments, keep us in the top 10, and make sure that you tell a friend. And don't forget that you can catch all of the AfterBuzz shows now on Android and Apple devices, okay? All right, so now, the point that I was making, Black is Alfred, excuse me, is a dancer. And... Dance is important. Space is important. If he had if he had a stage that was this size with 12 dancers, that's not going to work. As a dancer, he's going to make sure that they are in the right capacity so that they can, you know, do the steps in the choreography yeah. and stuff. As a singer, the most important thing is sound. Yes. If you have background, harmony, uh, um, the music, the band, there's so much a part of, of, of your instrument. Yeah. So they didn't warm up. 
Obviously, they didn't warm up. There was no sound system. You are not taking your craft serious. And for you to say that Michael Jackson laid his hands on us, Michael Michael Jackson, say it. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson will be will be rolling in his grave if he heard how horrible those girls sound. Yeah, that, that was bad. Like the whole charity event and the way everything was kind of set up. Like I, I think the best part about the event was basically Kiki singing. Monifa sound great too, but again, it was still Mike. It's no, no, but, but Monifa didn't sing. Remember, because uh, when when they needed help, on um, when they needed on the help, rehearsal. No, did, I didn't really. No, she didn't sing. She didn't, no, sing. She didn't sing at she all. She decided not to sing because the the mic was all yeah. messed up. Mm-hmm. And then when she went on stage, she was just like, "We got to support each other." Right. When okay, so let's let's talk about that performance. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about I mean, bef- let's talk about before before. Brownstone got on before the event started. There was this prayer that Nikki and the girls prayed outside. Where are my notes? She yeah, like, <laughs> she said. When she say, uh, something's wrong with her voice." And she know her sisters are gonna hold her down. Something like yeah, that. just like I know y'all. She says in the prayer. <laughs> that my voice is toe up from the flow up, and I know that the girls Terry and Max are gonna hold me down. Uh, no, they did not. They dragged it now. I, like they, uh, they body slammed on. You know, the that was like the sinking they of the Titanic. Like they kept playing like they slow harmony in the back. Like you are sinking right now. I think the performance of Brownstone was terrible, and I really hope that you know. First of all, the wardrobe. Nikki wardrobe that pra- that prayer fell on deaf ears. It fell. That was not of God. That performance at all. fell on deaf ear. That too. Like seriously, it was bad. I think uh, the sad part was seeing uh, women who professionally wanted to make a try for it somehow come together, not rehearse enough, or rehearse too much. It was either one or the other because both of their voices sound stressed. But I was like, if you you should know or take the extra precautions to make sure your show is the best it can be. I've seen middle school students, uh, little kids have better composure and, and, and stage presence. I thought, I think the whole thing, even, and I don't even know what was up with them going to dance for one. one Thank you. And I was just going to go there. Having no steps together, I was like, I, I know uh, a lot of the choreographers and the dancers over at, in Atlanta at Dance 411. And uh, I just know there's a epitome of professionalism that wasn't just wasn't there in this whole performance. And they were like veterans. And that's one one of the hard things about working with people who are seasoned is sometimes you can't break them out of their ways or they have new habits that they've that they've brought over time, laziness or whatever. And I thought that was just the epitome of being in a situation where you really couldn't control the I just think the biggest thing about the whole performance with Brown Show is that they was not prepared. They obviously, they're not, they're not prepared, but also that goes to show, you know, they're a couple things. It shows that they haven't performed the group disband 17 years ago. And it's obvious that in those 17 years, they haven't been using their instrument. They haven't been singing. Obviously, yeah. we know Nikki hasn't done it, and the girls obviously haven't done it either because Kiki didn't do a sound check because the mic didn't work. And when she talked to Nikki about it, she threw her and she dissed her. She like walked so, out with a tantrum. And so she walked out with a tantrum. So did Kiki warm up? Maybe not. Or you can go into the back and you could you can do certain things to do vocal warm ups. The fact that these <clears throat> that these girls cannot even get it together to sing a song that they should know. Like, Clock, clockwork I, just goes to show that these chicks have not, it's not me, these girls either are not serious or they have not used their instrument in a very, very long time. Give or take, you think Brown still can get back together? Well, I have to, I mean, they did open up for Faith and so um, a couple weeks ago and they sound better? Hollywood. They <laughs> did sound better, but I'm going to assume that they rehearsed and that they had time and there was no camera. Yeah. But for this one, I don't know. I don't think there's still no excuse. It's just, it's it's crazy. It shows mm-hmm. the difference between um, pure talent like Kiki mm-hmm. and someone who has to put in the work. And if you don't put in the work, then you are not yeah. going to get the I mean, product. Because you kind of look at it, you, you should never like lose your step. You should never lose your vocal. You should never basically forget your song because one, it's your song. Mm-hmm. It's, that's your crowd. And even on a bad day, if somebody asks you, like, 
10 years from now, hey, can you perform your number one hit? Or they ask Alpha, like, hey, can you basically, like, give me a choreography that you did that you that you really kind of known for? I'm pretty sure he'll still be able to do that choreography, like, 10 years from now, even if he haven't done it 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know? That's just one of the things that they just didn't take serious. No, and not. I just think that they really just need to kind of, like, move on. Brownstone. Just- and, and I also think, and, and, and we'll move on really quick, mm-hmm. I also think because Nikki comes off in such an evil way, I hate to throw religion in this, but it's kind of one of those things. First of all, she gave that that really tired prayer. Sometimes when you, sometimes when you don't do right, the the, the higher power is not spiritual, and that happens too. Yeah, and <laughs> what's also interesting is when they were singing, Nikki' voice was going in and out. Yeah. When Kiki was singing on with her brother, um, not no one in this world, I can tell there were parts when Kiki, you can tell she wasn't warmed up. And what she did was she kind of went into a falsetto voice. Mm. When Nikki was having struggling, she just cracked. But she I don't just, think she has that kind of um, skill level. But as just as a professional, you, you sing too. You know when you're not going to be able to hit the notes. So as a singer, you, you have voice. to adjust to your voice is my point. Yeah. And she didn't do that. That's a, hey, next song is in a low register, so it's, it's not even a situation. Where Let's talk about Selena, man. Like yeah. Selena, her music. I, I think her listening party was great. I think Selena music is really going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I think the party itself was real. Like, she had a lot of people come out to support her, you know, for her listening party. I mm-hmm. think, like, she's, like, literally, I, she's, she's She's, I'll notch up in my book. She's made a really sound move. I, I can't wait to see how it would affect her career in the long the run. Fire. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like her working with Music Soul Child, sometimes if you're with the right team, yeah, you can bring each other up. You can give each other opportunities. I'm sure he's just as grateful to be on the television show R&B Divas and showing his craft, showing his uh, his care for, for uh, music, as well as being able to be a, a sound friend for her. I think uh, with them making these moves together, it's a more positive and is the epitome of what this show should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, should've... it's just like... You can do it. But yeah. you know about the whole show this season? Selena is the only person who really made music. Thank you. The I, whole entire season. And we, yeah, exactly. You know, Kiki's doing her thing, you know, and, you know, we really haven't found too much about Kiki and her music and hope we'll find out more next season or maybe with the reunion. But at the same time, Selena is the only person that you can really say, oh, well, she's the only person who had a listening party. She's the only person who's really, like, collaborating, working with, like, um, writers and producers in the industry, and she's really pursuing her career. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that, again, that's making her a, a, a notch higher on the diva list in, in my eyes because she's really doing it. She's really practicing her craft. She's making it happen. She's making everyone believe in her as a solo artist. And, and it goes all- into what is the purpose of the show? Because if you can, I think it's exciting and it's a little stressful, uh, especially from a male's perspective, looking at all this ups and downs and bickering and, and fighting. But I feel like the energy could be a positive energy. You know, it still can be exciting show with seeing them work on an actual song, seeing them being able to work together, doing what they love and, and thinking better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I think there is a give or take that comes with working with a, a massive group of people. Especially I, females. Exactly. So <clears throat> I'm not I'm not taking away from the whole gist of that, but I... I do feel like there's more out of these women than what they're offering, you know, the world through the show. I think people just really want to see more about, you know, them creating music, even mm. though you're going to continuously have issues mm. amongst the show because, one, it's just a group of people in one setting who's trying to work together and develop something. But let as that be a, about as, a solo. Yeah. Who's going to take the solo? Not yeah. Not yeah. like, oh, well, I don't like you today. Or I don't like what you did. Or, you know, you're two-faced. Or let's team up against someone. You know, I think that's the bigger issue with the show. I, I hope it gets back more to, like, you know, the R&B divas, who they are, how they're developing themselves as, like, solo artists or even as a tour. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're going to say you're still going to have your issues. But at the same time, I want to see, like, people actually in the studio making music. Because, again, it's a music show, whereas that is R&B. Bring R&B back. Be elegant. Be a diva. You know, be outstanding. Be, like, more than just, like, oh, well, I don't like Selena today because 
she she's more successful to me. Have that in you, but at the same time, trump her by making your own self an album. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if they, I mean, it feels so good when things go right on that show, like Selena's yeah. album or doing this music thing. And I think like when the ladies came together for the whole AIDS uh, foundation, yeah, I felt, Shirley Ralph, yeah, I, I felt like that was the epitome of there are that is capable for these women as that is definitely <clears throat> within the means of what the show could project. On a side note. At Selena's party, there was a lady <laughs> who looked just like Chip Fields. Chip Fields was the girl who played Penny's mom in Good, in Good Times, the mm, one who burned yeah. it with iron. Mm. That I, I'm just a TV <laughs> fanatic, but I swear that woman that was standing next to Selena looked like Chip's feet. That looked like Chip's Fields. Yeah, you know. So that's just a little side note. So if if it really was, and somebody does know that, please let me know or tweet me. But I think it was Chip Fields. Just mm. on the side note. On Question: the, Do you think Andrew is wrong for, for saying what she said at Selena's party for letting the girls know? Um. Angie, some Angie still bothers me because (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Angie still bothers me because she's taken on this role that she was not asked to be a part of. She's like, I'm gonna hold it down. I'm gonna hold it down. She was kind of ish, but But she doesn't. But she was never asked. When Faith said that she was leaving, she was like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna hold it down." No one asked you to hold it down. Like these are grown women. These women have kids that are like 21, 22, 23 years well, old. Think, you can't play mom to these grown-ass women that you barely know and that you walk into this environment and you don't know. Like, Faith all, Faith knows these girls personally. Yeah. You just can't walk in and just start I mean, I giving your opinion. I think she definitely took on a, a different approach and how she kind of came in. But at the same time, you know, I guess Faith look, look at her as being more of a, a person who's kind of seasoned in the game and who's able to kind of help and assist. But I think she Angie hasn't been able to, like, really assist any of the girls in a, in a way that she wants to because like she said she reinvents herself all the time <laughs> because of the simple fact that it's always drama it's, it's, it's drama this way drama she really hasn't had a time to really like to help and groom the ladies to, make, to be successful I, I understand that but originally when she came on to the show it was to make mans between Nikki and Selena she tried one time two times three times it didn't work you weren't that for me, she plays like she's the head madam of a whorehouse. Not a whorehouse, but you know. That's she acts like she's a head. She acts like she's the head chick in charge. But you know what? She really acts like as if like everybody's under one umbrella, and she's at the top of the umbrella, and she's just really trying to make everyone in that. I would say in a in a record label company where she's the CEO of a record label company, she have all these artists up under her. She's trying to manage, and she's really trying to get the artists to work together as a whole to make sure the record label becomes successful. But she's really having a problem with it because everybody has their different vision, different opinion, because everybody wanna be solo artists, mm-hmm. which is great, but at the same time, it's the attitude of certain ones that really kinda of disrupt the whole record label as a whole. I mean she has a, the right mindset. It's just that she doesn't know how to execute and I think that's why, you know, everything's blowing up in her face the yeah. way it has. She need to write a letter. But I mean, if if the women but, had fed into that whole ideology, I think everything would have been a lot better. And then also remember last week when when uh, Angie mentioned something about well, let's just put suggestions into a mm. basket so yeah. that no one knows who it is. Who was it? Who was it? Who went? Who got turned up and, and went ten? CEO Miss CEO Nikki. So <laughs> she's. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. That's well, another story. So Angie, she has she has her moments, but I don't feel that. I don't feel that Angie was wrong for letting the girls know what happened with the argument. At least Angie didn't have three or four meetings, have a meeting with Selena, then have a meeting with Monifa. Like, she addressed all of the girls why they were there. Obviously, Nikki wasn't there, but Nikki didn't need to be addressed because it was with her, and she said there's two sides of the story. So Mm -hmm. I will give Angie props that at least she told the girls what happened. Yeah. And do you think that... Do you think that Angie was trying to persuade the other girls, or do you think she was just only giving her... I think she's just giving her opinion. I think it was uh, this needs to be addressed kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I don't think her heart was malicious when she uh, even approached Nikki. I think it was like, yo, I really feel how I feel about this, and I am a woman to come to you and talk about it. Mm -hmm. I think from there, because, you know, Nikki was backed up into a corner, she she made it what it was, and then made... It had the opportunity to do her back work to clean up and get people on her side yeah. or get people confused <laughs> enough not to make a decision and just go with the flow. But, I mean, because the whole thing you look at, like, Angie and the girls was that all the divas came 
to Angie about the issue and the concerns about Nikki's show. Mm. How they felt as if Nikki was doing it and trying to put a tour together. Say that one more time, Luis. That the couple of the, couple of the girls came to Angie where they actually spoke separately after Nikki said, hey, I want y'all to perform on the show. Selena and Angie spoke. Manifa and Angie spoke. Well, at the same time, it's that everybody had questions about it. Angie was the only one who went to Nikki and addressed the issue with Nikki, as a woman should have done. Fair enough. And, you know, and I think the bigger issue is, is that Nikki was caught off guard. And that's why Nikki act, act the way she acted in both, like, the last episode when Angie was at her store and also when she went to go talk I to... I felt disrespected. You come into my place of business. Exactly. Who and also when she... find you? I know, right? <laughs> when, even when she talked to, when she met up with um, Kiki, Michael, and Monifa, it was she, you know, she just felt like I'm being attacked, I'm being attacked. But Angie was only doing like what a respectable person would do as a friend and as a business person. I'm gonna ask you, like, hey, you got a charity event? I can't find your charity event. If you haven't established a charity event, you should have told us that in the beginning. And this is what you're striving to. You can't say, oh, well, I have this charity, and I want you to perform for my charity. When you don't have a charity. And Angie brought up a good point. She said that she didn't want to loan herself to a charity that is not properly set up. I mean, what, I mean, even even if you have the idea of, of a charity where, you know, like she said, it's certain paperwork that you have to do to even establish a charity. But she didn't have a website. You can, you can basically look any charity up online. It wasn't like registered at all. So you kind of look at it as a non-profit charity. Like, it wasn't a charity. It was, it was a thought and an idea, and she was just using a charity just to get the girls so they won't say no. But as you've seen, a lot of girls said no, and they did not perform for the event. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of applaud but them for that. I think that happened because, the, like I said, the event was horrible. So if the event was horrible, <laughs> she would have had more performances, and then people probably wouldn't even notice. But you know what? I think it would have... I think the girls, now looking back and seeing that the event was horrible... The girls actually should have showed up to the event because then what would Nikki would have been able to say? Luckily, Kiki. Well, they didn't know it was going to be horrible. It they just didn't know, was but, horrible. But I know, but what I'm saying that had they shown up or had been a fly on the wall, and they would have saw what happened, it was it would have just blew up in their face. Yeah, I mean, it didn't miss anything. Yeah, at they all, really didn't miss anything. I think it helped or hurt, but yeah. let's talk about Monifa. So yeah, Man, Monifa and that Therese. Was like, uh, I, I think. Uh, the whole section was uh, a needed breath of fresh air within mm-hmm. the show. It was getting kind of chaotic and kind of crazy and yeah. kind of malicious and kind of whatever. <clears throat> and it was good to dive into this relationship with this couple who have, you know, these boundaries or these uh, premises that kind of get in the way of their love with Atlanta not um, acknowledging gay, uh, gay marriage. And being in a situation where you have a woman who's in a liberal state, uh, being in New York, and in the option is there to live, you know, acknowledged and, and, and accepted, and you have someone who they're both from the South, and she left that to, you know, I guess, well, probably not that was the only reason, but she left that, and going back to that didn't make any sense to her. Whereas, you know, the love kind of pushed beyond those boundaries, and, you know, they decided to become engaged and and you have this situation where it goes from them you know taking this big step and and really showing you know true love and and, and a purity of two people connecting together mm-hmm. then coming to the situation where the daughter you know uh loves her mom mm-hmm. well can i let me say this were you mm-hmm. guys were you guys shocked to see that she proposed i didn't, I, it I, was a little bit of a fake. I mean, I think the reason that she came I, down to Atlanta issues, was, though. yeah, the reason she came down to Atlanta was to propose. Because as you see in the last episode, she talked to her daughter and was like, "Hey, this is what I want to do." And I think Therese is a woman who she know what she want to do and she's go, she's going to act upon it, mm-hmm. you know. And like the whole question was, Monifa was like, "Are you going to move to Atlanta? Are you going to move to Atlanta because I really want you here because I love you?" And you know, it's a situation where she loves. They both love each other. And in order to make it legit and to make each other happy, they know that they have to get married. And, you know, her proposing to her and when she already spoke about it in the last episode, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised about it. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like she was going to do it. But whether Monifa said yes or no, I knew that was she, questionable. I knew if she would propose. I knew Monifa would say yes. I was just a little worried because Therese was so insistent on being in New York because mm-hmm. they, they, um, they are, there's... Oh, I'm blanking out. 
that they allow they allow same yeah they allow same sex marriages in Atlanta they did and I figured maybe she wouldn't propose unless Monifa moved to New York but I thought it all worked out and they went to Chattanooga Tennessee where, Chattanooga yeah they went to the aquatic museum it's really like a small town I went there one time before mm-hmm. and I was just like man it I sounds didn't miss nothing at it, all it sounds like a really small low country yeah it little is country bumpkin state it so is. now let's get into so her daughter's beautiful Yes. Let's, <laughs> I just want to say, Monifa, yeah. you a beautiful daughter. Let's get into Kimmy now and Monifa and the whole conversation that they had when Monifa basically says that she's engaged with her nice purple. I mean, I think, the, the again, her daughter just kind of feels that, you know, she has a belief. She don't believe in same-sex marriage. And, you know, she she's kind of strong because that's not the way she was raised. And, you know, everybody has entitled to their own opinion. And even though Monifa's asking her, hey, are you going to support me? And she kind of hesitant about it because of the fact that, they, like, her mom is getting married to Therese. But I think she still supports her mom, even though she doesn't agree with it. Because at the end of the day, she wants her mom to be happy. Mm. Well, for me, I feel like... The roles are reversed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel like in their conversation when they, when they talk about Monifa's relationship, it feels like Monifa is the child and uh, Kimmy <laughs> is the daughter. That's how it comes off to it's me. It's the mother. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> that, that, Kimmy, that Kimmy's a mom. It, it, the, it, the roles just feel reversed to me. And, go ahead. I mean, I, I think it, it is like that, but... I think it's just off of the way they are. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell Kimmy's understanding mm-hmm. and, you know, she's conscious and she has a stance. I think uh, um, Monifa comes off uh, caught up in her emotions more so and that dictates how she sees this stuff mm-hmm. and, and perceives it and receives, you know, how her daughter uh, looks at, you know, her lifestyle. And I feel like if it was the opposite, I think, her daughter would have been more immature rather than mature. Mm-hmm. I think she handled it like an adult would. Yeah. And I think that allows for Monifa to kind of stay cool, I think. Mm-hmm. But had she, her daughter been like her, I think it would have been more combative and more like, this is how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it. Oh, yeah, my God. I, like, I think, I think, when she was like, said her opinion, you could see Monifa like, ah, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Did, did yeah. like a little spasm. Especially, like, girl, woman. Especially mm-hmm. when she said that she, well, there's a couple of things. She said that um, I'm happy for the space I'm in, that I'm. That you're in. That, that you're in. in. And she feels like it's the Lord's will and doesn't mean it's good. But. Uh, Kimmy said that I don't feel that the Lord, she said that she didn't feel like the Lord, you know, made a mistake with her. I'm sorry, not Kimmy, but Monifa said she didn't feel like the Lord had made a mistake with her happiness. I think this, that's the um, uh, perspective of opinion. I think, yeah. I, think, yeah, I think you're just not going to agree uh, <laughs> when, in certain aspects. I, if you're in line with certain things, you're just naturally going to clash with people. Yeah, It's yeah. like a racist and a liberalist coming together and talking about yeah. racism and slavery. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, just a conversation where it's like, it's not for us to agree or disagree, but mm-hmm. this is my opinion, this yeah. is how I feel. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think Monifa probably knew that Therese already talked to Kimmy about the situation and Kimmy kind of gave her opinion. Either way it goes, I think she's going to support her mom well, Even she, if she disagree, but well, at the same time, she know what what she feel is in her mind, what is right, and what is wrong. And you can still tell there's a real yeah. respect, a real yeah. love between them. There's a real relationship. It's not like that has dictated the outlook of her mom. Or I think her mom is is all the more her mom. If not, they probably have a closer relationship having to deal with that. Totally, because it's not as if Kimmy. I, I think Kimmy. She's not hating the person. I think she's basically hating the sin. She's hating the sin of what yeah. she was of what she's taught, mm-hmm. and so she she has her beliefs and what she thinks. Now, before the last thing that uh, we'll discuss with this one before we move on is when Monifa asked, you know, will she come and celebrate? You know, Kimmy did say that she will. You know, she'll think about it. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, you know, she'll think about it. If think, she comes I mean, and celebrate. I, th- I don't think that's a, a decision you make right away. Absolutely, yeah. I mean? and right, and, and and that shows her adultness too. And I, that's the point I was making. That's yeah. the, my point is I I commend her for being so young and not having what we call in church. She doesn't have a closet religion. She stands firm for she stands firm for firm for what she believes. You know, like 
she said she thought, you know, homosexuality was perversion. So the fact that she can say this to her mom, still support her and then be honest and say, well, you know, because sometimes as as children, we're taught, you know, to respect your parents for whatever yeah. they do. <clears throat> and she doesn't back down. And so I give. I give I give Kimmy props for that because yeah. she didn't say, well, you know, I'm going to come to the wedding and I'm going to, you know, be the maid of honor. She said, I'll think about it. Yeah, I yeah. think the conversation was definitely good because yeah, you look at out there with picket signs. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, I think like she kind of supported because she points it out to her mom like, oh, yeah, I see you got a new ring, you know, and was Therese already like told her, like, I'm getting engaged because like she came down and already like, oh, did you That's t-? like a parent to, yeah. to leeway into it's it. It's like, oh, you see my ring. Yeah. It's like. She she is wise beyond her years, yeah. and I think uh, you know it shows. It's so sad to see that amount of maturity within the younger element of the show. With that child, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? but then, at least it's in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. they still have grown ups in the show. Yeah, they do. Although the grown up is twenty one years old, <laughs> but you know, still hey. legal. You know what I'm saying? Kiki's birthday party. Whoa, I was surprised to see everybody there, like. Not say everybody was basically. <laughs> I was surprised to see Kiki blow her own party up. I okay, that's debatable. But I, I, I was not surprised because that Nikki, wasn't a place of time. I know, but Nikki was Nikki was gonna go because was gonna go to the party because obviously Kiki supported her, and plus she was itching to say something to Angie Stone. Yeah. But everyone else was gonna all show up, so the deciding mm. factor was really Nikki. But we knew Nikki was I, I, well. I felt I knew Nikki was gonna go because yeah. Kiki just supported her, and then of course you know she had a couple of things to say to Angie. But give your perspective of why. So basically, what happens is Kiki calls out Angie at the birthday party. Alfred, go. Uh, I feel with how horrible the situation was. I just felt like she got wrapped up in the fact that she saved um, Brownstone from, uh, well, they crashed anyway. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was there to put some air in, in under the wings for a little bit. I think she got wrapped up in that. I don't think she really looked at what was going on and how horrible the situation was. I think she got punked when Nikki... Uh, got loud with her yeah. and got loud about Angie and didn't want to be in the situation of fighting Nikki, so she chose the easier opponent. I think uh, when it came down to it, that wasn't even something like it really had. At that point, it hadn't. It wasn't even relevant. They did they, they did what they did or they didn't what they didn't, and it got to this point where they all came together just to celebrate her birthday. So she yeah. really decided to step out of the birthday celebration mode, do this or at least party first, wait till after, and then present. Yeah. Let's talk about problems. But she was like. Straight off, no, no. She came, she came in like at Angie, like real. You blew that party up, but Angie, but who's gonna talk after that? Who's gonna converse? But but Kiki, if you go back to Selena's listening party, Kiki looked really disturbed. She looked disturbed to find out what what would happen because Nikki called her, and then Angie's gonna like. She seemed like she was really disturbed. She's like, "Would you know? Do I go? Do I show?" She seemed like she was really disturbed, and I felt that that was a true, honest answer and a true feeling for Kiki to say, "I feel I'm I'm upset with you because you have made me question my friend." But at the same Justifiable. time, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, though, it's like Angie was only putting the facts out there. It's 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 that yeah, well, it's, like, it's because Nikki people. decided to come in and correct everything after Angie questioned her, so she felt I have to do things in the right and appropriate manner now to make everything legit. And because Nikki came over to talk to Kiki and Mike and Monifa and came over to yelling and screaming and bad mouthing Angie, so it's kind of like I feel that. Kiki should have just stepped out the middle of it, mm-hmm. and whether she had to question Nikki or not, but it's like, I feel she shouldn't have addressed Angie about that. She should have just left it alone. Mm-hmm. Be- I mean, because like at the same time, it's like Angie was only reporting what was the truth behind what Nikki was doing. Nikki had her, like, and like she said, it's two sides to every story. All I know is when you address a problem, you don't go at somebody pointing a finger and yelling. And then if you do, yeah. you shouldn't expect that the reaction is going to be well, uh, Kiki, a conversation. Kiki was calm at first, but what I thought Angie had a very mature response. She yeah. says, yes. you can poke holes at me all night about a decision. I will stand by until I close my eyes. So basically, she ain't saying she's that like, she's I don't really she care. She wasn't wrong, though. She was just somebody who mm-hmm. has a concern and has a certain way she does and her I, business. I think the biggest issue was is that, that Kiki and Nikki were such good friends. And because Angie's kind of coming in as an outsider, <laughs> you know, Kiki kind of sided with her friend mm-hmm. more so because of the relationship they have versus, like, the truth of what really happened. 
happen. And I think she's wrong for that because, again, Angie was just basically letting everybody mm-hmm. know this is what's going on. This is the information that I found mm-hmm. out, even though Nikki cleaned it up. Yeah. So she didn't clean it. Well, she she cleans it up to she cleans. She it made up, it legit. She cleans it up to to uh, to Kiki and Monifa. So I just think that Nikki is totally playing the only two friends that she got on the show. And I think that once Monifa and Kiki realize all of the line that Nikki did, obviously she they're going to look at the tape and see that she told her Brownstone girls that they wanted to do a, re- a reunion tour and the fact that they were going to be, be promoted. I hope there. it comes out you in a reunion. I hope it comes out of a reunion because now Kiki's going to be able to see her... Like, Nikki, yeah. for who she really is as a person. But then, again, you actually kind of look at it like, you know, and they was like, well, Angie, don't leave. You know, let's just kind of talk about it. But, like, how do you stay at someone's birthday party who comes in automatically accusing you and bad-mouthing you and, and you really... If, expect for her to respect you in the situation. I would have got up and leave too because at the end of the day, it's like... Oh, those women of God. I don't want to be here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. I need you to stay with both women. But now... Okay. Kiki, like I said, Kiki started off the conversation calm. Was it out of order? Should she have brought it up? Probably not. Not. But it didn't help that Angie said... (laughs) She said... What you going to do? Yeah, and then, like, Kiki but take it to the she, wrong you know, level, though. Because she thought it, the reaction was going to be, like, how when she put that crap on, on Nikki, being mm-hmm. like, what you going to do? And she was like, some it settled things. This time when she said it, she didn't know homegirl was going to turn up and be like, well, we can take it outside. She yeah, said, nah, I, I just mean, think, we can go outside if it comes down to that. I mean, but then, you know, like, Angie's like, she, she like, in a respectful way, she's like, no, I wasn't talking about that, but it's like, you telling me these things, so now what are you going to do? Like, are you going to basically, like, leave it alone you can still like make it an issue or a problem as if like she's supposed to do or a respectable person's supposed to do now okay you told me the issue that you have and everything what are you going to do can we move on past this and continue to be friends and grow and do the right things that we need to do or or, or is this going to be a continue to be an issue but then the fact that when Latasha goes out to try to like reach out to, to say <laughs> something, and you know, and when, how did Latasha even blow up in a situation because just Kiki is just like she just grabbed the hand, she's just like you looked at me funny. I'm just like, come on, don't be so sensitive That's and get caught up in the drama. Energy, Tasha, 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 Tasha. It's just Tasha. like she stepped in and like she just wanted to be part of the drama, and like you have nothing to do with this. And you know, I don't think Kiki was just like hold on, and she's just like, why are you touching my hand? Like they're like really. I touch your hand. You got soft hands. I, you know, I think. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like your hands are beautiful. It's nice. <laughs> I'm going to assume that there was because obviously this is all edited. I think that there was so much tension that everybody, as Selena say, was turned up to a thousand. And so I think so much tension just had built up. It's like. But Natasha came out of nowhere. Like, she's the quietest one. Don't ever say nothing at all. But then she kind of, like, turned to Kiki, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like seriously, like, Latasha, like, you have, nobody said, you, like, literally, she has to start no drama on the show at all. Nobody has any problem with Latasha. And she really kind of responds like this. I'm like, that was just like, because, I think that was her picking her side. She's Angie's road dog, low key. And she's like, you know, when she saw her homegirl going through the, the fighting match with the two girls, she was like, I'm turned up. I'm just waiting for somebody to say something say to me. Say something to me. You touched my hand. <laughs> You didn't put lotion on there. You looked me in the eye. You looked uh, me in the eye when you talked to me. I mean, but seriously, like, when you talk to somebody, you're supposed to look them in the eye. It's not, like, intimidating, but at the same time, like, yo, I'm focused. I'm talking to you. You know, but at the same I just think that Latasha just kind of, like, stepped out of order and shouldn't even said anything and shouldn't have took it to, turned it up to 1,000. And then another thing, she said that she wanted to hear Angie's side of the story. Angie was leaving, Latasha. She was gone. Goodbye. Bye. So... If Angie was leaving, could you maybe have heard her side of the story maybe tomorrow when you call her? Like, Angie was leaving. She was out the door. So I don't really understand. She just wanted to become a dominating character in that story. But then she told her side of the story at Selena party. So there's nothing else for Angie to say because she just felt like, this is what happened. This is what I did. I confronted Nikki. And that's it. So there's nothing else to talk about. There was, okay, then the final part. Selena turned up. Wait, wait. Oh man, like wait, 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 wait. Selena, man. But Kiki, Kiki and Latasha were already having conversations. But then they looked like they were kind of laughing and going back and forth because I heard bitch, but it wasn't like a bitch, bitch. It was more like a bitch, bitch. You know, like my friend, bitch. Yeah, like my friend, bitch. So they're having conversation, and so they're talking, and then Monifa's across, and then all of a sudden Nikki and Selena start going, and I kept trying to rewind. I was like, y'all, shut up! I'm trying to hear these two girls. I didn't. How did this start? 
I think she was just sitting up there looking at all that Nikki has done through all yes. the different things and just she was already Selena you know, just hot. over it and boiling and I think it was just a point where she finally seeing all the the fighting it it, it, it like I said it just kind of escalated in, Kiki coming in with that energy off rip making it go to 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 7 and it's automatic for all those divas to like, take it to for 20 for somebody else yeah. to say something I just think Celine just felt like yo it's a fine fine time to like let me throw jabs at Nikki you know she kind of talked about the DVD she kind of talked about and, like everything and $20,000 like Nikki was like you owe me $20,000 and then she's like no bitch and because she had to reshoot the DVD yeah Gotcha. I, mean, I thought I thought it was Nikki saying you owe me twenty thousand dollars. She probably said you probably cost me twenty thousand dollars because you didn't sign the waiver for the DVD so I can release the DVD. So now I have to go back and reshoot the DVD, edit edit the DVD, pay these people to come actually to do my workout video again, and then repackage my DVD and put it out for sale. Mm-hmm. So it can it could cost up to about twenty thousand dollars as a total package. But you kind of look at it also. It's like hey, Selena just took it as an opportunity to go 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 at Selena time one thousand. Like yo. This is what's going on. She said, <laughs> she said, you look like a baboon's ass. <laughs> You're going to, um, and then talks about how she's going to burn in hell for all of what she's done and how she's caused so There's much chaos. There's a special place in hell, hell for, for people you. like you. You look, a, you look, you look, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you look a hot was, mess with those, black, with those <laughs> black, those black gums, <laughs> and them, them knock ass knees. <laughs> Yo, when she said that, I literally fell out the chair. I was like, "Dude, you gonna tell somebody like, first of all, you say you got bam, baboon ass lips, but then you were like, you got a black gum with them knock ass." But knees. ain't nothing like a golly woman who loses her cool. It's right, just like, the most but wait, diabolical <laughs> tongue action you gonna get. But sir. in the but in the middle of those two bands. Did you hear Latasha say, but I don't like how you came at me? Yes! <laughs> like, she wanted to get back like, in it. She she's was like, like, I need my two seconds of fame. It was the perfect female <laughs> WWF match. Oh, my God. Uh, with uh, no blows being No thrown. blows, but I'm dropping bombs. Like, oh, verbally. Like, I'm going to abuse you verbally. And you work for me, bitch. I don't work, <laughs> work for you. you. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I ain't never worked for you. <laughs> I mean, but you really kind of look at it like, Selena is better off than Nikki right now. Definitely hands off better off than Nikki. But you also look at it though, like Kiki. <laughs> Don't end up. Kiki's sister's like, I knew it was going to happen like this. It always happened like this. <laughs> Everybody leave me. But I'm like, you came in you there. You started it. Yeah. You blew up your party. Right? I'm not going to leave. I'm going to finish my drink. <laughs> like, She's like such she a classy lady. Like she didn't start it. And she was like, just sitting there like, I thought we was having a birthday party. Like, sis, like, it didn't, like, nobody, I thought they were going to sing happy birthday. No happy birthday. No cake. No ice cream. No candle. No nothing. It was I just like. that bad singing on that show. They could have stopped with all the singing. You, you know? You know who I felt. You know who I felt bad for, fellas, was Monifa. Monifa said before Kiki came in. You know, we coming together for Kiki's birthday. Plus, I have some news that I want to tell you guys. She was not even. She was not able to inform all of the divas that she's engaged. Because she didn't take the initiative to be the first word dropped. She should have been like, "Hey, everybody, I got some news." Before y'all say anything, happy birthday, Kiki. By the way, (laughs) look at my fingers. I'm getting married. (laughs) Like seriously, it was just kind of like that. uh, Probably would have. Kiki, them old, baby. I think Kiki just really kind of upset the whole situation to where that she just kind of opened a can of worms and it just kind of like it, it just spread it like wildfire. I I initially I disagree with you guys, but you guys do make a valid point. What do you guys think about those little last minute confessionals where all of them basically were saying they're done, they're never doing this again? I mean, I think they would still do it, it but I think... emotion. I think it was... Yeah. You could tell how Kiki even came at it. She was like, I'll never work with these women again. They're crazy unless they get together. <laughs> and exactly. And then maybe I'll work with them. Yeah. So I think it's just... They're on an emotional hatred high, which is uh, understandable. For me, you know, you have Miss CEO Nikki and her confessional. Not only did she say, you know, I, I don't want to do this again. She says, I will never be as nasty to those women as they as they have been to me. Because I don't want to. I don't want to be in this no more. I've removed myself. She always plays the damn victim. Yeah. Nikki is the. I feel like Nikki is the cause of this entire uh, of this whole entire thing. It was a wildfire. A wildfire. She started all this mess and everything escalated. I feel like she's the problem. I think she needs to go. I think, like, you really kind of look at the situation. Anytime someone plays the victim and everything that happens in their life, then obviously they're the person that's, that's, they're the issue, they're the problem. Because, one, you can't be a victim in the life all the time. And Nikki plays the victim the victim 
all the time feel like everybody's attacking her. Everybody always do things wrong to her. But again, she never looked at herself with everybody probably look at themselves like, okay, well, I was wrong here. I'm going to try to do better. Even with Selena, she's like, you know what? I'm going to still come out and support, even though I don't agree with it, but I will still come out and support. You know, but Nikki never be like, oh, well, I'm a support. I'm always, it's always everybody attacking me. It's always like I'm the victim. But you got to look at like every time someone feel like they're the vic- victim all the time, they're actually the cancer that actually spreads all the disrupt and the corrupt amongst mm-hmm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go quickly, I guess, into news and gossip slash predictions. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so although. And now. <laughs> okay, so although this is the uh, RMB Diva season two season finale, it's not over. There is a two-part reunion, so we'll be back next week to discuss part one, and then I believe a week or two after, we'll come back again, and we will have um, the part two after show for part two of the of the reunion. So, question: How about? Our thoughts on how about we do things. What are your thoughts? What's going to happen on the reunion? And then who do you guys think should stay? And then who do you think should go? I if think, there's a season three. I think Nikki definitely should go. But then if Nikki leave, it's not going to be as much drama. And, you know, the drama actually bring the ratings up. And people really feel like they want to kind of see what's going to really happen between Nikki and Selena. So I think Nikki's really going to stay. I think everybody's still going to come back. Mm-hmm. I think um, predictions like Monifa and Therese are really going to be happy in next season. Uh, I think I think it's still going to be a season three. And I think that, you know, the tour still might not happen. But at the same time, I think it's going they're going to have better relationships next season. And what do you think about the reunion? Uh, what um, are you looking most to see at the reunion? I'm looking for Nikki to be called out at the reunion for all the mischief that she has created, everything that she has done. Uh, I'm really looking. I'm really looking to that. That I hope. I hope Nikki, Kiki, really see what type of person Nikki is, and you know everybody kind. Of, and they continue to roll the clips, and I think that's probably the reason why it's a two-part series because they're gonna be showing a lot of footage to show that okay, yeah, here's what such stuff was wrong. Here was here's what Nikki said. Here's what Selena said. Here's what Kiki did, and so people can really kind of understand what was the, the cause of a lot of the drama on the show and why the show is is the way that it is. Mr. Alpha Black. I mean, out. Al- <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to saying Black. My bad. Sorry. Uh, I think um, I don't know. I would really. I mean, in the sense of making it a quality show or more of a quality show, I, I think Nikki guy has to go. I think uh, if they bring back Faith, hopefully uh, that would help water that stuff down, and they could get their heads together and be back to focus. I think they need some kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Like sit down boot camp or whatever little thing they to do kumbaya thing they need to do together to handle these the way they're going about um, their issues. I think uh, with the reunion show, I think it's definitely going to be a situation where Nikki's uh, indiscretions are going to come to you know the light. I think. I doubt. I really doubted that she owns up to most of it. I think it's just going to be empty talking, and that's probably what's going to push it to continue to need more talking. Yeah, just I think she's going to start fighting. She's going to have the same kind of reactions or use the same kind of tactics she used on the show. For me, who I think should stay and who should go, number one person that should go <laughs> is Angie. And I'm sorry, is Nikki, but Angie should also go. Angie has no business coming back for season three. I believe you think that she's out of place c- completely. I think she's completely out of place, and Angie and Nikki should go. I, I can see, I can see where you say that where Angie can actually like go, but you, you got to figure out who, who's going to replace Angie. Well, I think that if they go back to the original premise, you know, you have Latasha trying to revamp her career. So if we see what's going on in her solo career, and we can get back to the music, there won't really need to be much drama because it could just be. A, there are successful reality happy shows. Mm-hmm. You don't have to scream and pull out hair weeds in order to have a successful show, especially for TV One, because this is the only reality show that it has. So therefore, people are going to already watch it. Who's, uh, who, who's already attached to that network. Yeah. So if they revamp it and they get back to the music... And I think they, they set goals for yeah. each person. Mm. You know, overall, I'm have a goal for the As far as the reunion is concerned, I think that... I think that... I think it's going to go down between Mike and Rocky. That'd be cool. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's going to go down. You and talking then, all yeah. this shit about me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and then I'm also curious who's the host going to be because I need we need like a Wendy Williams, somebody who's going to really ask the question. I think they need us, me personally. I think we should be on there. They should have us because we would ask all the right questions. We get all so, Because Joe Claire was not, he was not firm enough in the in the um, one that they had for the pre one. Yeah. I need somebody that's going to somebody that's really going to kind of take control and Absolutely. really kind of direct and pull this question out and set everybody straight. Be like, okay, cool. When they get out of hand, be like, all right. Be quiet. If not, I'm going to have to remove you, and we're going to continue on with the reunion. Mm. I, you know, they need somebody who's really going to be authoritative in there and really kind of take control of the show. And like you said, ask the right questions. Yeah, and I think you should take control and wrap the show up. Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in After Buzz for the season finale of R&B Divas. I'm your host, Larry Shamar. I'm Alfred Thomas. Where can you guys be found? And I can be found at True People's. Um, also, check out TruePeople'sMedia.com on Instagram. Or uh, Alfred Thomas on Facebook. Look for my face. Or All Eyes on Black, spelled correctly. Go Heat! Miami Day. Yeah! yeah. Championship! 2 Dang! <laughs> Sorry, man. Two! Two terms! <laughs> Just like the president, two terms! I want to throw this box at you. Uh, Bam Erickson, Twitter, Instagram, Bam Erickson, or Big Six Entertainment. Thank you guys for watching. We'll be back next week for R&B Diva Season 2 uh, Reunion Part 1. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you.